This is Brother James Pierce, pastor of Friendship Original Free Will Baptist Church over in Emet. From all of us to all of you. Merry Christmas! And a happy new year. Welcome today to Established in the Faith. This is Pastor James Pierce of Friendship, Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina. And how so very pleased and happy we are to be with you today. Got a great message lined up for you. Hope you can stay with us for the next 30 minutes. If not, let me encourage you to go over to EstablishedInTheFaith.com. There you can listen to today's message as well as many others that are in podcast form. Well, we're going to go on into the message now. Hope and pray it'll be a blessing to you. chapter 2, we're going to begin with verse 6. And so it was that while they were there, the days were accomplished that she should be delivered. And she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. And there was in the same country shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were sore afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you. You shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. And I just want to stop right there and use as a subject this morning, preaching just a few minutes. The night the stable became a temple. Let's go to the Lord in prayer and ask for his help today. Heavenly Father, Lord, I thank you for every man, woman, boy, and girl that's under the sound of my voice right now. Lord, anoint me to preach. Help me to say that, Lord, which you would have, that which will be edifying to the body of Christ. And I'll ask it all in the precious holy name of Jesus. And everyone said, Amen. And Amen. The inn of which Joseph went and inquired a place to stay was little more than some walls and a roof. The place was jam-packed to capacity, and the innkeeper said, we don't have any room. We've got a stable nearby. You can go there. But when Joseph went to the stable, with the inn being full of people, no doubt the stable was full of animals. Joseph did the best that he could. And I'm going to be a little blunt this morning, but Joseph would have had to shovel manure out of the way to make room for Mary. He takes some hay and makes a bed for Mary to lay down in. And in that bed of hay, Mary brought forth her firstborn son. 
The camels and the donkeys stood nearby. The smell unbearable. But I want to tell you something this morning. When she brought forth her firstborn son, the Lord Jesus Christ, he turned that manure stable into a temple. He turned it into a sanctuary. And let me tell you, the Lord Jesus Christ has been turning a many a hovel from that day until now into a sanctuary. I stood in our backyard just this week, talked with the man who we're going to hire to cut down old dead pear tree that I've got. We got to talking about the Lord and the presence of God. He said, wherever two or three are gathered together in my name, there I'll be in the midst. And the Lord turned that old dead pear tree into a temple, a sanctuary. And we stood out there for an hour just talking about the Lord and praising the Lord and thanking the Lord. I talked with another man about a year ago. I said, how are things going at your church? He said, oh, Brother James, things is going great. They're putting the final touches on it now. We've spent $6 million on that church. We've got an electronic sign that sits out front, and it goes through all of the events and things that we got going on in the church. We've got the latest audio-visual equipment. We've spent hundreds of thousands of dollars on the sound system and, and cameras, and, and we've got Sunday school rooms with one of those flat-screen TVs in every room so that you can see what's going on in the sanctuary. And he just went on and on and on. We've got a gym, and we've got a cafeteria as soon as you come into church you can go in and you can get your starbucks coffee and our gym has all the equipment in there where you can exercise six million dollars that's what it cost thank god for that but i'm going to tell you something this morning Unless the Lord Jesus Christ is brought forth in that church, it is a $6 million manure stable. I know of a church right now, back in the 1980s, the building was a nightclub. Me and my daddy, we would go around and we would get the cans and the glass. We were recycling and we'd pull up there on a Saturday morning and we'd get the barrels and the bags and the cans and glass and all of that. It wasn't nothing to pull back there behind the building and see somebody laid out, passed out in the yard from the night before. Daddy said, just leave them alone, son. Don't bother them. And we'd take care of our business and we'd leave them some empty barrels and we'd leave. I rode by that place just this week, and it's a church now. They've got a big sign out front. But let me tell you something. Just because they put a sign out in front of that building, and they call it a church, it is not a church until the preacher of that church brings forth the Lord Jesus Christ and presents it to the people. And that night when she brought him forth in that stable, 
Mary and Joseph didn't see them, but that place was jam-packed full of angels. Glory to God. They hadn't seen him in nine months, and they wanted to see him. And boy, they got excited. They got so excited they could not contain themselves. And let me tell you something. If angels can get excited about it, how much more should you and I today get excited about it? Because Jesus Christ did not come to save the angels. He came to save me, a poor, wretched sinner. I thank God that Jesus Christ came into this world. And died for me. While we were yet sinners, Christ came and died for us. Those angels were so excited, we've got to tell somebody. God the Father said, go tell them shepherds out there in the field. Let me stop right there for just a minute. I, I've, I got to just deal with something here. Why? Would God the Father have those angels to appear to the shepherds? They were the lowest caste of society. I did a study on it. There's a lot of reasons, and they're, they're real good reasons, but I want to make this one point about the shepherds, and it's this. It was night. And they were the only ones that were awake while everybody else was asleep. Now, I want you to think about what I've just said. When Jesus Christ came the first time, most of everybody was asleep. The shepherds were awake and they were watching. And the revelation came to them. What are you saying, Brother James? I'm saying this. If you and I, could, and I today could take a look at God's prophetic time clock, Jesus is even at the doors. Jesus Christ is about to come back. We are almost at the midnight hour. And just as Jesus Christ came the first time and the world was asleep, Jesus Christ is about to come back the second time and the church is still asleep. We let people make a big to-do over Christmas nowadays. We let them call the lights holiday lights. Wilson calls them Winter lights. Oh, but we're only going to shine them through Christmas Day. Well, if they're going to be winter lights, let them shine right on through March then. If you're going to call them winter lights. You go into a store, happy holidays. And what holiday is that? It's Christmas. But Christians don't say anything. We just let them take away everything in the world. I want to let the world know today it is Christmas. You can call it Happy Holidays. You can call it Happy Hanukkah. You can call it whatever you want to call it. But folks, it is Christmas. We've allowed riches and pleasures and the cares of this life to take precedence over the things of God. And the church is going to sleep. 
I watched on the news just, just, just this week. I couldn't believe what I was seeing. Christians going to a mosque, siding with the Muslims. Oh, well, Allah and God is the same God. We're all worshiping the same God. No, it is not the same God. My God died on the cross of Calvary for my sins. And his name is Jesus Christ, not Allah. My God doesn't tell you to go out and put a bomb on your back and blow up a bunch of people. That's not God. That's evil, wicked, satanic, demonic, and you don't need to be siding up with it. Oh, I'm going to say something else, and I know I'm going to get some flight back from it. But when Donald Trump says we need to put a ban on it, he is exactly 100% correct. They, they need to stay over there. And I'm not trying to be ugly. I'm just trying to tell you, you can take a rattlesnake and you can put a collar around its neck and walk it around and call it Fido if you want to. But honey, if you get close to it and give it half a chance, it's going to bite you and it's going to kill you. Call it Chrislam. You call it whatever you want to call it. Jesus called it lukewarm. He said, I'll spew you out. My mouth. Christians better wake up because Jesus is about to come back. But all the world was asleep when he came the first time. It was just a few that got the revelation. Let me tell you, I thank God for every single one of you here in this church. I thank God for those of you listening by radio. I get your phone calls. I thank God that you listen to me every week. But let me tell you, you don't need me. You don't need me. You just need the word of Almighty God and get along with the Lord Jesus Christ and seek his face and press into him. And if you will do that, a revelation of God will come to you. You will feel yourself growing in grace and in the knowledge of the Lord. But I thank God that he can use me. He can use you. He can use anybody. If they will just open themselves up and be a vessel that God can move through and work through. Those angels appeared to those shepherds. How many of you have seen an angel? I can look at some of you this morning when you got up in the mirror. And this morning you went in the bathroom and looked in the mirror. You said, oh, what an angel. And you saw an angel this morning when you looked in the mirror. I got one question. What happened between the bathroom and church? (laughs) They'd never seen an angel before. They came bringing a message. Luke 2, verse 10, And the angel said unto them, Fear not. For lo, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior. Did not say a scientist. For unto you is born this day a scientist that will help you deal with climate change. For unto you is born this day a psychologist. He'll help you talk through your problems. 
For unto you is born this day a financial advisor that will tell you how to get rich. He didn't say that. He said a Savior and His name is Jesus Christ. Because man's problem, regardless of what people say, the problem is still sin. And man needs his sin dealt with. And only Jesus Christ can deal with sin. That's it. Which is Christ the Lord. Then they said, this will be a sign unto you. Oh, I like this. I'm going to help some of you now. Some of you riding down the road right now, you're going to another church. You go to a different church every Sunday, you're looking for a good church. This shall be a sign unto you. You will find a baby. You will find Jesus. This shall be a sign unto you. If you're visiting with us today and you're looking for a good church, this shall be a sign unto you. You will find Jesus. You ask somebody, oh, I'm looking for a good church. Well, what kind of things are you looking for in a good church? Oh, I'm looking for a church that's got a big youth ministry. I'm looking for a church that's got marriage counseling. I'm looking for a church that's got celebration recovery that can help you with your drug problem. And, and, and the list goes on and on and on. But there ain't nobody looking for a church that's got Jesus Christ in it. And let me tell you, if Jesus Christ ain't in that church, you can call it a church, honey, if you want to. But God looks at it as a manure stable. That's all it is. All that other stuff is manure. Call it what you want to call it. It's not of God. If Jesus Christ is not brought forth in that church, honey, you're going to the wrong church. You're going to a manure stable. Oh, but Brother James, it costs $6 million. It is a $6 million manure stable. When you come to Friendship Church, there's one thing you're going to find here. That's the Lord Jesus Christ. When you tune into this radio program on Sunday mornings at 9 o'clock, you're going to find Jesus. You're not going to find a bunch of hoopla. You're going to find the Lord Jesus Christ. And they said you will find him wrapped in swaddling clothes. The same rags that Mary used to wrap baby Jesus is the same type of rags that was used to wrap the dead. Are you listening to me? Jesus was wrapped in the very reason that he came, to die for the sins of mankind. When you go to a church, the Lord Jesus Christ should be brought forth in swaddling clothes, who he is and what he did. He lived a perfect life. He died on Calvary's cross for you. He was buried in the grave for three days and rose from the dead on the third day. And when you confess that with your mouth, honey, you're saved. The Lord Jesus Christ is born within your heart and life. You shall find him laying in a manger, an old feeding trough. It's my job to come before you each and every week. And present to you the Lord Jesus Christ. I lay him in the manger every week. It's up to you to humble yourself and partake of it. Well, Brother James, that's old nasty feeding trough, and I don't want that. Well, just stay at home. 
Because that's what you're going to get when you come to friendship. You're going to get the Lord Jesus Christ and Him crucified and what He did on Calvary's cross to save you from your sins. Jesus turned that stable into a sanctuary. I got saved when I was 12 years old. One of the deacons in our church started a prison ministry, made the announcement one Sunday morning. I'm starting a prison ministry, and those of you that would like to go with me, you're welcome to go, and I wanted to go. Tuesday night rolled around, I got on the car with him, and we talk about the Lord in that car. Jesus Christ turned that car into a sanctuary. We got over there, Nashville, minimum security prison. During the 90s, they converted everything over, turned it into a maximum security prison with the razor wire, whatever the case. We got there, went to the guard house and asked him to tell us where to go so we could have church, and he directed us over to the cafeteria. Made the announcement on the intercom. The prisoners were allowed to just walk around. Like I said, it wasn't a maximum security prison. Some were DWIs, drug use, that sort of thing. We went into that cafeteria. It was hot. Good grace and mercy. Middle of June. No air conditioning. They'd been cooking back there in the back for supper. All them stoves and stuff was was cooling off best it could, hot as it was. Sweat was running down in my socks. We opened up the windows to get a little air to flow through there. Opened up the door, had a screen door there. Brother Pete Stone, he began to begin the service. We didn't have a piano. We didn't have an organ. Just handed a psalm book, had one or two inmates to come in that night. But Jesus said, wherever two or three are gathered together in my name, there I'll be in the midst. And we begin to sing songs out of that book with no piano. God help us. Brother Pete began to preach. Just two inmates and myself. He brought forth the Lord Jesus Christ in swaddling clothes, who He is and what He did. When He got done with the message, He asked a question, Do you have a need? Sitting there in that cafeteria that night, I heard the spring doors on that door. The door opened up and a man stood there, liking to have scared me to death. He said, sir, I've heard every word you've said tonight. And I need to get saved. We invited him in, got around him, laid our hands on him, prayed for him.
the Lord Jesus Christ came into that man's manure stable that night. And he became a temple of Almighty God. The Holy Ghost came within his heart and made a new creation out of him and saved him. I found out later that not only was he a drug user, but he was a drug pusher. He had gotten busted for cocaine or whatever the case was. He got out a few years later. He never missed a service while I was there. When he got out of prison, the last I heard, he's a preacher of the gospel now. God can still take a manure stable and turn it into a temple. I got a question for you today. What are you? Has sin degraded you down to a manure stable? That's what sin will do. It will drag you down and totally wreck you. But if you will invite the Lord Jesus Christ into your heart, He'll take that old manure stable and He'll turn it into a temple. He'll make a new creation of God out of you. He did it then. He can still do it now. today has been a blessing to you and you would like to have a free CD copy of this message, just give us a call or text us at 252-299-4234. You can also go to establishedinthefaith.com. There you will find today's message as well as many others that are in podcast form. But perhaps you need someone to just talk to or to just pray with you about something. Again, just give us a call at 252 252- Two nine nine four two three four. This program is an outreach ministry of Friendship Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina. As well, depends on the prayerful and generous financial support of listeners like you. To contact us or to contribute to this ministry, go to establishedinthefaith.com. Click on the Donate tab. It's easy and all donations are safe and secure through PayPal. You can also mail us at Established in the Faith, P.O. Box 601, Bailey, North Carolina, 27807. We look forward to hearing from you. Hello, I'm Haven. And I'm Juliana. And you've been listening to Established in the Faith with our dad, James Pierce. He's the pastor of Friendship Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina. We have Sunday school every Sunday morning at 945 and worship service at 11, as well as prayer meeting and Bible study every Wednesday night at 730. Go to com and click on the events tab for gospel singings and other special services. That's right, Jules. And the church is located at 744 Friendship Church Road in Middlesex, North Carolina, near the EMED community. On the website, if you click on the Contact Us tab, Google Maps will bring you right to us. We would love to have you, and we hope to see you there. And we hope today's program has been a blessing to you. Thank you for listening, and God bless you.